In our gospel reading today, we hear Jesus feeding the 5,000. Jesus sees a large crowd coming to him as he's sitting and teaching, for the, teaching his disciples. And we have to begin to ask and wonder, what are they looking for? What are they looking for and yearning for? I think as we gather and celebrate St. Catherine of Siena, we need to use the light of the Paschal mystery to really begin to help us understand what we are yearning for. Because from the beginning of time, God created us for love, to be love, and out of love. So we spend all our lives searching and looking and yearning for love, and sometimes we come to emptiness, to hopelessness, to not knowing where to turn, who to turn to, or what to turn to. While on the other hand, too, we know where to turn to, but instead of turning to Christ and relying on him and being nourished and fed by him, we turn to that of the world and the things that the world tell us will bring us love, will bring us satisfaction, will bring us happiness. That's not the love in which Christ gives and offers us. But today I want to focus very particularly on the love, not love itself, but the fact in which whatever we bring to the Lord and seek, the love that we have received from him is a generous love, and in that we're called to share that love. A couple years ago, as I was kind of spending time listening on the praise and worship radio, or the um, Christian radio station, there was a song that became very popular, and I'm trying to figure out the name, but I could never remember the name to save myself. But what was interesting is the song began with the author's, the artist's thoughts in prayer. She asked God, I'm sitting here in this world where there's so much destruction, there's so much hate, and there's so many things to do in this world. Why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you fixing anything? And what she found out and what she heard in her prayers was, I created you. I created you. We have been created to share that love, to bring that love to those around us. And we hear the feeding of the 5,000, the yearning and need and desire for that love, that love that only Jesus Christ can bring to them. We hear in our gospel reading that they're ready to crown him as king, to process him as king, because he has something that they're wanting and yearning for, but they really don't know what it means. Because as they're being satisfied physically, they're not recognizing the spiritual aspects and the repercussions of that love. That love calls us beyond ourselves to share that with the world. Because it's so easy for you and I to say, I love you. 
I love you, I love you, I love you. But our actions then say differ. Our actions in saying, instead of saying I love you, in some sense reflect our hatred of each other. When we say I love you, the word I love you begins the same thing when we say it to our mothers as we do pizza. The same love that we share for ice cream is the same love we share for the world. But the love that we're called today, that we're being nourished and fed by, is that crucifixion that is hanging across our altar. That crucifixion, that love, that self-sacrifice, that dying to oneself is the love that we're being filled with and that love that we're called to share with the world. But that love is not something that comes easy. A love that's not just something that we just roll out of our mouth and say, I love you. But a love that requires us to continually be fed and to be nourished. To be then to take that on and bring it to the world. What we forget every time we come to celebrate the Eucharistic feast, my dear brothers and sisters, is the representation of our Lord's sacrifice. His life, his death, his resurrection occurs at every Mass we come and celebrate. We don't become just a spectator in the pew but we walk, we journey, and we become present at those moments, at the sacrifice itself. Because it's not just a sacrifice that is just there, a sacrifice that just happens, a sacrifice because it had to be done. The sacrifice occurred once and for all for us at Calvary, but that sacrifice is represented every day for you and for me so that we can continue to love because we come to that table receiving the lover himself. The lover's love for you and I, the love that he has for us, that he gave himself up, but he didn't want to just leave us alone and say, okay, I've done, I'm done. I did everything for you and I'm done. You can love now. You can be lovable now. But instead, he gives us himself so that every day we can grow in our love. Every day we can be more sacrificial to our spouses. Every day we can become more loving to our children. Every day we can be more lovable to our enemies. Every day we can love our enemies more. Every day we come to that sacrifice. Every day we approach the altar we're asking to be nourished, to be fed again, so that we can continue to model, to live out that love in the world, in our society, in our family. He leaves us himself so that we can continue to learn, but to be nourished, to be fed. But in being fed, my dear brothers and sisters, we're not just satiated and it's done. There's extra, there's excess in that love. We're called to then go beyond ourselves to share that love, not just with the people around us, but with the world, with our children, with those friends, families that aren't around us all the time. 
you, my dear brothers and sisters, are in the world. You guys are able to bring God's love into the workplace, into the places you shop at, into the places where you attend and visit. You are able to bring God's love more than I can standing here. You can reach the broader society to bring God's love. So like the art artist of this song, why did you do this, God? He made us to go share that good news, to light ourselves on fire with the flame of God's love, to bring that to the world. They're going to hate us. They're going to persecute us. We're not going to be the popular people. We're not going to be the greatest people in the world. But if each and every one of us brings that love into that world, imagine what we can do. A couple weeks ago, I was in Chicago on retreat with the Sisters of the Eucharist. And I think I found how this gospel message comes alive in so many different ways. And one of those that have touched me and has still remained with me as a powerful experience was part of the retreat, the expectation was for us to help serve the poor in Chicago. So we were living in a very poor neighborhood and as we were on retreat, the sisters instructed us this, Every night at nine o'clock, we lock all our doors. If you need to go anywhere, you have to be accompanied by one of the sisters. And when you are, they will take us to a different part of the neighborhood where we can go exercise, go running or whatever. But we were not permitted to go out into the streets and to be in the streets because of the neighborhood and because of how dangerous it would be. It was interesting because as we were crossing, the church was right next door to our retreat center. And to be able to go into the church, we had to have one of the sisters escort us and unlock the door and go in. And what was interesting was one of those days when I was walking to the church, I was witnessing a drug deal right on the street corner. And it finally clicked in and was like, oh, this is the kind of neighborhood I'm in. But as that day approached when we were supposed to serve and help the poor, the neighbors in that area, the sisters set up a food pantry at the retreat center. And so what the neighbors would do is come in with a shopping cart and be able to choose what groceries they would want and to take home with them. And so I got a chance to accompany one of the neighbors through the, through the um, pantry to pick out his food. And as we were talking, I got to know him very well to kind of see where he's from, how he's doing, how COVID has been affecting him and his situation. And towards the end of it, he was sharing with me because he was writing everything down on a, a, a piece of paper. And I asked him, hey, what is the paper that you're writing? Why are you writing all, all your groceries down on the list? He says, as soon as I finish here, I go straight home. I then make five phone calls to five different people, giving them the list of stuff that I have just received from the sisters here at the food pantry. And I let them know what I have and I share it with them. And I asked him, I was like, sir, 
I thought this was for you. You know, you're living, you know, in this really bad situation. You don't have the food. And yet you're sharing what you get, this little shopping cart worth of food, with five other people. And he kind of looked at me and said, didn't God tell us to share, not from our surplus, but from what we have? And it stuck with me ever since because if we really experience God's love and we share from what we have, it's just like our gospel reading today. There is so much in return that we will receive from it that we will really never know. So the question for us, my dear brothers and sisters, today that we have to begin to reflect on and ask ourselves is where is God asking us and calling us to share his love? Because the world is in need of God's love. The world is in need of people who are going to manifest God's love and bring it to the world. Where is God calling you and me today to bring his love? But first and foremost, are we open and ready to come to the Eucharistic table to be fed, to be filled with his love? so that we can bring that to the world. Amen.